You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Talk Your Jits podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a blue belt who trains at Vigilance Martial Arts located in Fairview, Tennessee. Ladies and gentlemen, Bryce Lamb. Hey. Hey, how's it going, sir? Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing exceptionally well today, man. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. It's good to hear that. Man, so, you know, first and foremost, I would like to... um you know, give you my thanks for hopping on the show and uh, telling the world about your jujitsu experience. Thank you for letting me do that. I really appreciate it. Man, it's not a problem. Well, without further ado, um, if you want to formally introduce yourself a little bit more thoroughly, by all means, and uh, let's hear about your story. So, my name is Bryce Lamb, and I live in Fairview, Tennessee, as Lamar said. And I've been training jujitsu for about over two years now, and I absolutely love it. Uh, I compete as much as I can. I train. I teach kids class. And honestly, I really, really want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to become a coach, but if I can become pro, that's another goal I would love to do. You know, I'm trying to get as many sponsors, as many super fights as I can. I just try to get my name out there. And um, another thing with jujitsu, I have diabetes, so it's another thing I have to kind of like take in part with this. It's like for competitions i have to make sure i got all my supplies um i got a dexcom and an omnipod which are like patches that monitor everything I have to make sure those are covered up um and like i have to make sure my blusher is not too high or low before fights there's some times where i had to like chuck a chocolate milk before a match and just go out there feeling sick and all of that mm-hmm. but honestly it's not too bad i think it really helps me in the end it pushes me harder Mm-hmm. And uh, besides that, I I want to own a school. That would be a big goal for me, especially. And besides that, that's pretty much it's simple as easy. When I first started, uh, when I first started jujitsu, I was just doing it for self defense. Mm-hmm. I never knew it was this huge sport, and like. I thought it was just another thing like boxing and all that. And, but especially the geese, I didn't know you had to wear the geese. So when I first put that on, I thought that was funny. But when I first started, I wasn't too confident. You know, I wasn't really doing anything. I was just playing video games all the time. But my very first class, I fell in love with it. And ever since then, I went every day. I competed like my first month in training. I got my butt absolutely kicked, but it was so worth it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but ever since then, I've just been training as hard as I can, trying to get other people to do jujitsu, and just try to grow the sport myself as much as I can. I mean, that's awesome. And um, how how old are you? I'm 18. So yeah, so you're 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 still a baby, still young. Yeah, I still got a, <laughs> I still got a long time. I still got plenty of time. Um, but I mean, no, I mean, you know, by all means, it's it's awesome that you, you know, that you have this mindset, um, especially at a fairly, uh, fairly early age. And um, yeah, so because, yeah, cause it, I think it was your dad that messaged me that kind of like gave me like a little um, synopsis of your story, as you uh, as you would say, um, about you having, you know, being diabetic or well, type one diabetes mm-hmm. and, you know, you're still training and you know competing and stuff like that so that was gonna be like my really my like my like my questions is like you know how has that been like how was that you know that challenge of dealing with this and trying to train and and uh, at the same time because i know as a diabetic you have to keep your insulin and sugar levels at a Mm -hmm. at a certain you know certain way there's a difference between type one and type two not gonna get into too many details about it but i do know a lot about it um but you know, just you know, if you can like explain that and how you know yeah. what's your process and how you how you go by it, um, it's definitely frustrating and it sucks. But it, like, especially like during practice, sometimes I have to step out and like just leaving my kind of like training partner there, just kind of like yeah, leaving them in a way it doesn't feel good, and I have to like sit out for like. 15 30 minutes wait for my blood sugar to go back up and i can go train 
or like if one of my patches or Dexcom and Omnipod come off and like I have to put another one on it's because they're expensive. And I hate wasting them. And what I really hate is like when my blood sugar gets high and like I'm doing an open mat and when my blood sugar gets high like that, I feel sick. I fatigue a lot faster and just it's frustrating to say the least. But at the same time, I really think it did help me in the end just by pushing harder and training harder and trying not to let it get in the way. And the funny thing about it is sometimes they use my Bonnie pod and Dexcom as grips. Oh no. They can't really say anything about it, but it's just, it's, you know, it's funny. And, um, I mean, it's, it's not too bad. It really isn't. It's, it's just another thing I have to take care of Mm -hmm. while I'm going out. And, um, like, and especially when I travel, I have to bring so much more stuff. Like, I have to make sure I got everything, worry about tons of, tons of things that, you know, other people don't have to worry about. But, like I said, it's not that bad. It really isn't. And in the end, I appreciate it for helping me push a little bit harder and making me better at the sport. Mm-hmm. I definitely kind of thankful for it in a way. Yeah, it's, you know, it's amazing um, just, you know, hearing a lot of people's stories that I've I've talked to since I've done this podcast. Um, the, the people who I interviewed that episodes haven't been released yet, the people who just um, necessarily didn't want to be on the show, but they still want to, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, tell their story. And I'm going to go back and, like, compile all these people and just, you know, mention them on the show in any way, if it's okay with them. But... Um, just hearing about like their, I'm gonna say like disabilities, their handicaps and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and being you know being a diabetic, that's it's rough on your body because you know it's it's not like something that it, it just happens. Like you could be fine two minutes, you know, and one minute, two minutes later, you're you're spiking or you're it's it's it, it gets crazy. And I, you know I've seen it and had experience with it being uh, diabetic myself. Um, oh. No, I you know type two. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's I uh, you know it's it's it was it wasn't bad. It's it's never been bad. It was, but I've gotten more more regulated. So, but I'm sure jujitsu helped a lot with that. Oh yeah, man. Because um, yeah, I have noticed like once I started doing jujitsu a whole lot more, I uh, you know the weight's been coming down. I've been a lot more healthier. You know, trying to eat more healthier. And stuff like that. So it definitely does help like a tremendous amount. But just hearing about people's like, you know, like I said, disability, not dis- yeah, their disabilities and, and handicaps and critical crutches that they have. Mm. And they're just it just makes them want to train that much harder. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It it you know, I don't want it to let me I don't want it to let me, you know. I don't want to train because of this because nah, I don't want it to hold me back or anything. It's something that shouldn't hold. It's something that shouldn't hold me back at all. And it's just, it's just unfortunate really. But at the end of the day, everybody has stuff to deal with and it's not like I'm any different from anybody else. It's just, just like, dang, I got to deal with it, but I'm still going to go out there and do my best. Oh yeah. But I guess, you know, I guess it's just from from my view, it just seems like, you know, when you're in that type of, you know, situation or you're dealing with whatever you're dealing with, that could be, I guess I'll say a make or break type deal when it comes to training and physical activity. Yeah. Like people just just go balls to the wall. Like, you know what? I'm just going to keep <laughs> doing this until I they tell me that I can't do it anymore. And I'm still going to try right. and find a way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually sometimes I've gone to an IBJJF or a Naga and I almost wasn't able to do it because of my, you know, Dexcom and everything. And I'm like, I mean, is it that big of a deal? Like, so that's another thing I, I've experienced a lot. It's just those unfortunate things. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, in the middle of the match, I'll it'll rip off. I have to throw it to the side real quick and the ref will stop the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> it's, kind of, it's funny. It's funny, but it's, 
little rest break as well. So so where is it? So where is it located on your body? <clears throat> I have to put it on my arms because if I put it anywhere else, it's just gonna rip off. And I have these braces I put over. They're like elbow braces, but I just roll them up over it. Mm-hmm. And even then, like sometimes I get so sweaty, they just fall right off. So, and I have like like these sticky patches I put over it. I try my best to keep them on, but especially I open mat, people go crazy and just I'll start sweating and it just fall right off. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, that's rare. It's rare. So, but I sorry. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just saying. I sometimes I try spots like, especially my stomach. Like I, my I try to put on my stomach, but it just falls right off. And it's I put on my arm so much. I'm kind of like scared about the scar tissue that builds up. But and it's not that bad. I, it's worth it. It's mm-hmm. worth it. So, um. So you being 18, you said you started two years ago. So obviously you had to have your parents consent in order to start training. Um, were they against, well, I was say, I'm probably not against it, but were they kind of like skeptical about the idea because of the, like your condition is like, how are you necessarily going to train if you're, you know, I'm going to say oh. sick, but you know. Huh. Uh, I don't think they were too concerned about it, as I remember. Mm-hmm. My memory's horrible. <laughs> uh, I wanted to start, I wanted to do self-defense. And first I was going to do like Krav Maga or something, because I've heard stuff about that. But my gym is really like a mile down the road and all that. But they were, they were supportive. They, uh, they thought it would be pretty good for me. I've done other sports. Not, not nothing like jujitsu, but I've done other sports, and they never let diabetes kind of bring me down or anything. They're definitely a little bit more protective, which is I have no problem with. I'm thankful for them and all that they do for me. But nah, they they were happy I was doing it, and they didn't have any see any problems with me doing jujitsu with diabetes. My dad does get mad sometimes when. My, I sometimes I don't put a brace on just because I don't remember and it falls off and he kind of gets p- pissed at me. <laughs> I, I feel I feel bad for him sometimes, but it, but he understands at the end of the day. Yeah, we're we're definitely gonna have to like reach out to some like athletic like support companies and find ways to make something that you know that'll benefit you that way you're not burning through money through you know because yeah the medical medical like supplies and is is expensive as all hell you know to, yeah. to begin with so i can only imagine how much you you know like having to keep replacing these because they get ripped out or damaged because you're you know you're rolling and if anybody knows about training you there's no there's no such thing as quote-unquote going light because you want Mm-mm. to get the most out of training. Like, yeah, you could be like, yeah, I, I, I want a light roll today. Two minutes in, you guys are like trying to rip each other's head off. So. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm guilty. Oh, yeah. Cause I got, I tell my, uh, one of my training partners, uh, he's a, he's another brown belt. And we were like, all right, let's, let's just light roll. And we just look at each other like, are we really gonna like Are roll? We really gonna- <laughs> Are we really gonna light roll? <laughs> we're not. We're not. Nah. But <laughs> we'll, we'll see I what just- happens. I have a same training partner. We'll look. I'm like, can we low right? And he's like, yeah. Then literally not even a minute in, we're trying to kill each other. Yeah. Because it's just, I know, it's just, it gets, it gets frustrating. It's like, oh, now you're trying to be sneaky with some stuff. So let me kind of like turn up a little bit on you too. And mm-hmm. yeah, it it just turns out to a full, full-fledged brawl like the whole, the whole time we roll. But I love it though. I know. I, if I could train 100% every day, I could, but. Unfortunately, I have to. I'm still having trouble regulating my training and everything. I'm trying to not go as hard every day because I don't want my body to be taxed or anything. But oh, what's going to happen, bro? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's already happening, but it's still worth it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't mind having arthritis in every joint I have in ten years. No, I mean. 
I give you two. <laughs> I give you, I give you two, man. I mean, from the way you from the way you train and you also compete, man. No, it's gonna be way earlier than way way earlier than that. It's still worth it. Just... it. It is. It is. I'm not. I'm not knocking it at all. Cause mm-hmm. with me, I'm you know I'm 35, so you know, I'm. I've always. I've never been this this active. But I've always been semi-active. But like I've these last couple, this last year or so, I've been like really, really revving it up to the point where now like I'm working out so much, and I'm like my body is just it's just spent, man. Like everything is sore from like neck down to mm-hmm. like my toes, man. <laughs> everything is sore. But I get up, I'll piss him on, complain about it, but I'm still in the gym. I'm still, still working in. hard. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be not working as hard. I need to do a light day. And it's like, come on, dude. You know there's no light, no such thing as light day. I know. It's like, <laughs> a light day, and then it ends up being one of the hardest roles you ever do. Always. 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 There's no escaping I, it, man. There's no escaping it. So I just like, it really you know what? <laughs> just accept it, man. Just accept it. You bought the, your body is going to be so beat up and broken. But there's no, there's no greater feeling than that, man. I know. I like kind of. I like kind of like having the crooked fingers and all that. Well, I don't know it's about the cl- crooked fingers, but <laughs> uh, it's like a. I don't know. It's kind of like a little achievement. No, like, no, I, I, have, I get you. I get you. I just got cauliflower for the first time going against like a D one wrestler, and man, it hurt so bad. I actually got it drained the other day, and they stitched it up. I've been having to wear those wrestling muffs. I look goofy as hell in them. I I almost got cauliflower ear. Um, I was we was we was going over. Um, uh, I forgot what what technique we was going over. It was um, I think it was at L pass or no Tozy pass is when oh. I don't know if you ever seen it before, but it's like you start in their guard and you pull their head under you, and then you just walk your feet that same way. So, I mean, maybe I may explained it weird, but that's like the the best way I could explain it. But um, so my training partner was doing it because we were repping it a lot. He would like turn his shoulder and drive his shoulders down. So his shoulder was driving into my ears. And like for like the next two days after that, my ears were just like on fire. They just felt they felt like hot to the touch. Like I couldn't, I couldn't like lay properly on a pillow. I couldn't, damn sure, couldn't put no headphones in. <laughs> and I was just in like, it was just like so much pain just putting shirts on because it'll you know flop across your ears and like my my locks would like rub against it. So it was just been like, oh god, I don't want cauliflower ear. But they didn't swell, maybe a little bit, but it's not like that noticeable. But I'm like, I can't do the cauliflower ears. I can't. Of course. I didn't get that lucky. It swelled like literally right after I went with them, and it hurt so bad. Yeah, I tried yes. to train it myself a couple times. First time I did all right. The second time it just nah. I just butchered my ear. <laughs> so I, finally just, <laughs> I finally went to an EMT and got it fixed. But yeah, I get it. Mine hurt real bad. It affected my training and everything. I wouldn't mind cauliflower ear if it wasn't the most painful thing I've ever felt. It was like purple bruise. Yeah, and, and they and they wear it as a badge of honor, man. It's like I know people I, think it's all that. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's <really> not. <laughs> it ain't worth all that, son. Ain't no way. Like if you want the, you know, if you want to go for like the intimidating aspect of it, like you want to look like you just been through war and hell and back. By all means, do your thing, My- but. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's not for me. Not for me. if it didn't look, if it didn't hurt, I'm probably would have kept it. But I wasn't about to deal with it. No, every day, like especially with the people I train with, they squeeze the hell out of you, mm-hmm. and I just want to punch them in the face afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's um, it's no it's a no go for me. And I seen school. I seen videos on YouTube where there are people like intentionally giving themselves cauliflower. What? Yeah. For real? I said, "Wow, y'all y'all are doing this on purpose." Wait, that is crazy. You guys are you guys are crazy. Yeah, you guys are crazy. I didn't want to say the other word, but I'm like, "You guys are out of your minds. Like, y'all are intentionally doing this, like letting someone like rub like this stick or whatever 
grinding against your ear so you can get cauliflower ear? Nah. I mean, if you're going to get it, at least get it while training or something. Right. You know, that gets you the, the legit way. <laughs> but, <laughs> Instead of putting a stick in here. That's crazy. I didn't know people did all that. Man, but, you know, it is It is what it is. It is I guess people like being intimidating. Yeah. I, I don't see it, but, you know. I'm more of an action person, so your you know your actions are gonna speak louder than anything your body can say. So, oh for sure, I totally agree with that. Well, I don't know. I went to Pans last year as a white belt, and the first guy I went against had cauliflower ear. It was jacked. And I was like, I'm ready to get absolutely blast doubled. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I pulled guard fast enough. Oh wow. And then he just picked me straight up and held me. It was a crazy match. I fortunately lost to an arm bar. Mm. I was 17 at the time. And it was crazy going to Orlando or Kissimmee. Kissimmee, Florida. Uh-huh. And I saw, like, Andre Gavado there, which was very cool. Saw, like, Cole Abate. And I want to do it this year as a blue belt to be, see how I can do. Yeah, man. Like, it's it's funny the last um ooh, I wanna say maybe like three or four guests has all been competitors. And everyone's like, Yeah man, I can't wait to do it again and da 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 And I'm sitting here like, Okay, I only did one and I'm hopefully doing my second one this year. And I'm excited, like, oh I can't wait to do it. But just to hear people who's been like who's done ten, fifteen, twenty tournaments and in a matter of like a few months and they're still like yeah man i can't wait for the next one like i'm i'm so scared of getting bit by that book where it's like i want to compete every month if i could man i <laughs> absolutely love competing it is my favorite thing about jujitsu just something about it man i just love going out there and this is a this is kind of a bad way to put i like to show off a little bit <laughs> I like to try to show off, and I definitely like the medals. I like collecting the medals and hanging them up on my wall because I never really had any, so it's kind of it's kind of nice to see my accomplishments and everything. Yeah. But I love traveling too. Like I've traveled to so many places that I would never go to. Like I'm fixing to go to Texas for the IBJJF next year. Um, I'm doing. I went to New Orleans for. Uh, I'd be JJF. I went to Atlanta, gone to Florida, and it's just the this is a journey is amazing, and I met so many great people on the way as well, and so many friends that I thought I never would talk to, mm-hmm. and and just growing as a person myself, and seeing all the culture, and just that really what drives me to do it more and more it's just the people especially i've never really been a social person until jujitsu and I, I just talk to everybody i see at a tournament yeah, everybody's yeah. so interesting and they tell me these stories but there are there are a few strange ones i was at a agf not too long ago and i've gone against this guy twice and the second time I won both times, but the second time he like actually wanted a fight and he was mad, and that's the first time he's that's really ever happened to me. I'm like, I'm like, it was crazy, like because I, <laughs> I was like, is this dude really about to throw hands right now? Like, he's an MMA dude, so I don't know if that had a. He, he like after the match, he said if this was a cage fight, he would have lost. Oh, the last sorry. match we had, he's like, you're lucky, I'm tired. And all he really did was get in my clothes guard and hug me. And I couldn't even want to let go. The dude was strong. I gave him that. I couldn't move him. But it's just, when people do stuff like that, it's just like, I don't know. Is it really worth it to do all that? Yeah, right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I can't say... From just this community alone, um, I've met some, uh, you know, beyond amazing people. And it just took off even more starting, you know, starting this podcast. Like I've met um, so many, you know, so many 
practitioners of different ranks, you know, from red belts to, well, not, well, not red belt, I'm sorry, uh, from black belts to, you know, down to like other white belts, high competitors, hobbyists, you know, the quote unquote soccer moms that, you know, decided to pick up <laughs> jujitsu as a hobby and everything in be- and everything in between. And it's like, man, I'm so ready to get out there even further and just meet everybody I possibly can doing jujitsu. Yeah, I've I've met so many great people, like my coach, my professor, a lot of my training partners, um, in competitions especially. I've met some of my bestest friends at competitions, Mm -hmm. and really just it's just all it's just talking to people at comps and they start telling their story as well and just listening about it it's very inspiring to me to just see other people come up as well like uh at atlanta there's this blind black belt that was getting out there to do it which was crazy and he ended up getting second which was you know awesome and i met i saw a person at a fuji go with one arm and he was absolutely killing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just inspiring to see that because, like, you know, with me with diabetes and everything and them with their, you know, one arm and blindness and seeing that they can keep pushing through all their struggles and frustrations and, and doing as good as they do now is really what kind of keeps me pushing and all that because I know I'm not the only one that's that's frustrated my stuff as they are yeah it's i mean it's it's phenomenal man it's it's nothing short of amazing um i i I mean i don't know if this could be the same guy but um i saw a video on um instagram i think it was and he was the first blind mexican black belt yep exactly yeah 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 on a what's it called um matt made I know what I I don't think it was Matt May, but it was from that. It was from them because I I ended up following them after I I saw a couple of their videos. But um, yeah, and I was just thinking like that is so fucking awesome. It's I know it's it's amazing. It's and especially and hearing his story was very inspiring. He was bullied a lot, and picking something like this up, I can't imagine how much confidence he's gained from it how much closure he's gotten from it yeah and just all around how helpful it's been for him mm, yeah the Matt, those matt made story i love listening to them those are another big inspiration yeah matt made like i i mean i honestly say i would love to like if i can talk to one of them and actually like you know um actually give them a, a huge huge shout out because that was actually one of the pages that really made me want to start this podcast um because there was one in particular where a lady was talking about she uh she lost her son i don't remember in what way but you know she lost her son so she found jujitsu as in her therapy and just listening to her story and you can tell just how genuine it was and it's like i was like damn man i would really love to meet people like that and hear their story and you know, just give them a platform to say, you know, platform to tell how jujitsu has been, you know, been to them and how how it helped them in every, everyday life. And I was like, dude, just do a podcast. So, uh, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. is that like one of the biggest reasons why you started? Uh, what started this podcast? Yeah, like, why would you? Why do you want to do it? Um, man, that's a good question. Like you're the first person to ask. Um, for one, it was the it was just like a it was a part of me that was I felt was missing in jujitsu. Um, you know, I train every day. I you know I watch videos every day. Um, the me and my training partners and my instructors were passing like you know videos and you know uh, techniques all day every day. So it's been in my life like. 24 7 for like the past five years but outside of my core people that i train with these are the only people that i talk jujitsu with i don't have a lot of outside people mm. that does they that do jujitsu so you know just 
from our, you know, our personal stories, um, meeting like some of the people from different schools when we go to like when we had or went to seminars and like just now it's just like man I'm so involved into jujitsu and I just want to talk about it every day all day so mm-hmm. after start joining like different jujitsu groups and you know just hearing people like I guess you want to say their struggle stories mm-hmm. I just be like man I just want to reach out and just talk to y'all like every like just talk to everybody I run into and then I don't know, maybe um maybe like a few months ago I was on the, like I was like just talking about like podcasts, like you know, starting a podcast mm. and I was like, okay, what what to talk about, what to talk about for like a week or a month or so I was just like trying to figure out what the hell to talk about. But then I ran to those videos and it just stuck with me, like, man, just talk about jujitsu, just you know, hearing just being able to, like I said, hear people's stories, have them, you know, give them a platform to tell their stories and just make it as genuine and organic as possible. That's, that's awesome, dude. That's really cool. Because Thank you. It's, and I know, <laughs> I know you probably should be asking me the questions, but I'm really curious. Why do you want to start jujitsu? Was it because we want to get healthier and all that? For with diabetes and everything? Um, mm, mm, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, when I started jujitsu five years ago, I, I was like, I was like constantly busy with like the, um, with work, working one or two jobs that would like take up like 90% of my time. So I didn't have much time to do much of anything. Um, I we ended up yeah I had my first child at the time, um so congratulations well thank you <laughs> so <laughs> it was just a lot of stuff going on man and I was just trying to like trying to find that outlet because prior to the job I was working I was training uh MMA really maybe, yeah maybe did about like a month or yeah I want to say about a month give or take but stuff happened with bills i had to stop and i was like damn i was falling in love with training because it was you know i was feeling good about it um met one of my best friends he used to work at a gnc because uh he actually the one that got me into jujitsu so it just kind of like lined up perfectly man like um that same week that i decided to start training was that same week i ended up finding another job that had way more open open availability on my schedule so I was able to have the days off that I was, you know, on, on our Tuesday and Thursday days would be our days we trained. So those are days I would have off. And I just got hooked. It wasn't it's even, a dick. I'm it's a dick and it's all hell. Yeah. But I really, um, I really don't talk about like, you know, being a diabetic. It's kind of a little embarrassing. Um, but it is what it is at this point. <laughs> But, I get that. <laughs> I definitely get that. So it's like you don't want to tell people like, yeah, I'm diabetic. Like, oh, you, you know what? But no. But um, it was it um, was just you know like more personal growth. Just I just wanted to be healthier overall, and I just wanted to find a martial art because I've always been in love with martial arts, and I just wanted to find one that I can do myself. Honestly, I gotta thank WWE. <laughs> 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 that really kind of got me into the fighting and everything. See, uh, me, I'm about to date myself, but it's it's kung fu movies, like the older, older kung fu movies. Oh yeah, and action movies. And yeah, like we used to. Me and uh, my cousin, man, we used to watch kung fu movies. Oh my god, every day, all day, like just oh, so many. I can't. I can't begin to name how many Kung Fu movies that I've seen. And I still try to watch, like, to this day. Like, I'll go back and watch a couple that's of the old ones. And, <laughs> that's awesome. But, yeah, that's what, yeah, once I found out about, like, Kung Fu and karate and, you know, Muay Thai and all this other stuff, man, it's, like, how cool people look doing it. I was like, man, I want to do that. I want to be that dude, you know, jumping yeah, up the wall and kicking it. someone in the face. <laughs> I want to do all that. Yeah, that's, I definitely get that. And, Going back to the embarrassing part, it's just kind of funny. Like, my Dexcom, that's a Dexcom is where I have something on my body and it, it checks my blood sugar for me so I don't have to stick my print, uh, stick my finger. And whenever it's high, it has this alarm. 
So like, we'll be rolling in the middle of the class and the alarm go off and somebody would think it's like the timer. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I have to tell, oh no, don't worry about that. That's and it was it was me. <laughs> it was me. Let's keep going. And there's some jokes like, like there's one friend like I go to open mat and I'll train for like two hours and I'll be good. Then I'll be drilling at class and like 15 minutes in, like blush ears down. I gotta go fix it. <laughs> and he made fun of me of that one day. He's like, you can do two hours of drilling or fighting. You'd be just fine, but right when you start drilling, you have to walk off the mat. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little funny in person, as you said it, but it's jokes like that. You know, it's I like I like it. It makes it makes it worthwhile. It makes it makes light of a dark situation. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. It's a good way to light up this dark situation. Joking about it, it's honestly just fine with me and it is embarrassing but you know it's just like what can you do about it yeah what can you do just you know maintain it and just get on the mats and kick ass right yeah i know you gotta own it for sure gotta own it so um so do you know how many tournaments or do you remember how many tournaments you've done so far Ooh. um man that's it I would have around 30. Oh, wow. Around 30. I, yeah, that sounds about right. I, I compete as often as I can. I like, if there's a tournament, if there was a tournament tomorrow, I'll sign up for it and do it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll try to do every division I can. Like, oh, man. When I was a white belt at Fuji, I would go in the blue belt divisions just to get more experience. But I, I've done a lot. I can't tell you the amount. Yeah, man. I, I'm just gonna have to accept the fact that, man, I'm gonna fall in love with competing so damn hard. Do it. I know it's it. So, I know do it. it <laughs> Cause um, grappling industries, uh, the one they got coming up next month is. Uh, they have gi and no gi, mm. so it's like I, I we we primarily train in gi, mm-hmm. but um I do I do love I I do love rolling no gi, uh, so I try to get at least a good couple rolls in a week um doing no gi, and I was like oh should I sign up for no gi, do gi and no gi, but I'm like oh that would I would be there all day. Yeah, I, yeah. That would be I was, all day. <laughs> I had I did the ATF. I was literally literally there for like eight to five o'clock all day long. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, I was my last man. I'm like, can we please just kind of hurry this up? I want to go. <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> I want to go. I'm hungry, bro. I haven't eaten since this morning. Oh man. Um. <laughs> Because we you like, I was like, go ahead, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna ask if you like gi or no gi better. Which one would you prefer? I don't know. Um, because like I said, I I primarily try. Uh, I primarily train in gi. So, I'm on the same um, boat. Yeah, so it's like when I do get a chance to do no gi, I do, I do uh, roll no gi, and that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do gi and no gi because this would be my second. A second tournament overall, second time as a gi doing gi, but this would be like the first time doing no gi, and I'm like, okay, I want to do it, but my I'm gonna have my family there, and I don't I know they're gonna be tired because it's gonna be a, yeah it's gonna be an all day thing. Cause oh yeah, it starts at like I don't know like eight nine in the morning, and that's if they start on time. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> if there's always an if. There's always that if. Yeah, there's a lot of what ifs and ifs because it depends on how many people sign up, how many divisions they're doing, if they have to like uh, shrink a division, grow a division, mm. if they have to do a lot of stuff to change stuff around so everybody can get a match in. So it it definitely definitely takes a lot of, out of your day. It is an yeah. all day, it is an all day event when it comes to a jiu jitsu tournament. It for sure is. I mean, 
It it depends. Like if you're just doing one division, then yeah. But like if you're doing like no gi and gi, then playing the whole day around, yeah. just being there. You know, bring your tent and all that, take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> take a nap in the car, man, because it's, it's about to be a long day. I've long done day. that. I've done that. And those uh, those before competition naps, man, they help you out. Oh, yeah. They really. <laughs> And there's a there's a lot of competitions I've been to that are just like it, every single one is like they're never the same. Like there's I've been to some horrible, horrible competitions, and I, I just I didn't even care if I won or not. I just wanted to go home. <laughs> and there's like some that I wish I could just do it all over again because they're just that good. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I did um I did uh tap cancer out. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, they're 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 pretty amazing, and um, I'm really hoping they come back next year, cause I would definitely do it. Um, just for the just for the calls, man. I was like, I didn't, I was gonna, I was gonna give the money regardless of if I raised enough to um mm. to compete or not, cause I was like, eh, that's awesome. You know, it is what it is, man. It's not this tournament is not for me. It's for these people who needs it more. So I'm just awesome. doing it because I I love jujitsu. So it was gonna happen regardless. But I was able to do. I was able to raise enough money to to compete for free. But yeah, man, I would love, 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 love to do it again. You should. You should because I learn. I think I've learned a lot more than in com- competition that I do in class. Honestly, because I go look back, and as much as I hate watching myself lose, I go back and watch the videos and just see where I can do better. You know, see what I could have done different. How I, you know, how could I prevent my ass being kicked that day? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even even you know, at this point in my in my jujitsu career, man, I'm still that same. I'm still that same way. I would, you know, I would play back a a role in my head, and I would just pick it apart, man. I would be like, oh shit, I could have. Get a guy to sweep there, you know, twenty moves ago, mm-hmm. or like, man, why did I do that, or why did I do this? And I just get so frustrated with myself, where it's like, I just want to go on the mats and just practice. Like, no, I want to, <laughs> I want to drill this part that I kept screwing up. It's fuel to the fire, man. It oh, really yeah. is. It, I, I cringe so bad when I watch it, but like it, it really fuels me just to do even better and fix my mistakes. And that's another thing about competition. It you kind of learn who you are and all that, and how far you can push yourself, and mm-hmm. just really, you know, what type of person you are. Or even though maybe you know you could have done better, but still, like you take, you know, you take it like a good sport, like unlike other people, and just you know, go train the next Monday and fix what you do and prepare for the next one. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is, unfortunately. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I know that meme. That's a great meme. But yeah, it's you know, you just have to you know, you have to take it you have to take it for what it is. Um I it's something that I was talking to my wife about, um, about her starting to do and I employ everybody to do this that does train who has started training or whatever. Literally start recording everything you guys do in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's drilling, if it's the rows, if it's whatever the technique that the instructor is going over. The only way that you got, you know, the only way that anybody's going to get better at jujitsu is just you. You have to just kind of go balls to the wall and put everything out there. Yeah, especially with the filming part. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that's difficult because my phone space is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to get like a camera or something, but I do the same because as much as I can watch videos and like watch, I really like Mika Gavao and like Cade because they're like they're literally just graduated high school like I did and they're killing it out there. But as much as I can watch them, I don't really learn anything from it. I'm I re- I learn very physically and actually doing the drills. I can't just. Like, I have to ask my coach to show the technique, like, three different times. But if he just does it on me real quick, I'll be like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Ain't nothing wrong with that. There's, I mean, yeah, yeah. I learned that way too. Like, I would mm-hmm. if I see a technique online, it's like okay, I can tr- try to mentally um, apply it as much as I possibly can. But yeah, I need to be, like physically do it and physically see it in action in front of me in order to like really, really understand it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I'll pull up a video and I'll you know message my um, one of my training partners like, hey, uh, before class, I want to check this out. I want to rep this. So, yeah. I, I, learned, uh, I learned the same exact way. Do you have a goal going into class? Um, not really. No. Yeah, same. Um, just, <laughs> it, it is what it is. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It is what it is. But no, I don't have, I don't have like a set goal. Um, because I kind of have an idea of how the day is going to go anyway. So yeah. it depends on. I just kind of like judge it. Depends on who shows up, uh, who's yeah, who's who's stepping on the. Oh mat. yeah. So it's like okay, I well no well correction. I put like this: if I want to get a physical, a good physical workout in, um, we have two two um white belts in particular that I love to roll with. Um, very very scrapping young guys. Very very. Strong, oh yeah. And they just push you. They just push me beyond beyond anything else um if i have something i want to do a little bit more technical like just not really necessarily a hard roll but still get that workout but work some stuff Mm -hmm. um our one of our blue belts his name is ray um awesome guy um he's very very technical very very thorough so i like work with him on stuff when we can um my training partner brian who is another that that's the brown belt I was referring to earlier. Very, very technical, very, very smart when it comes to jiu-jitsu. So when we really, really want to work stuff, that's who I, I go to. And if I want to like just thoroughly, thoroughly drill a technique, we have uh this one guy um named Scott. Awesome, awesome guy. And he's that same way. He's like, he don't care what it is. He's like, hey, I'm like, can I arm bar you like a hundred times? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. You know, no he's like, I don't do this arm. Do the other arm. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, other than other than that, no, I don't go into like like yeah. I'm gonna try and Dela Heva somebody. You know, go for Dela Heva this this, this mm. Tuesday, nah. But kind of just depends on the day, man. Really. Yeah, it really depends, especially with the people there. I can 100 percent agree with that. Mm-hmm. I try to. I try my best to go with the goal, but I end up just rolling like I'm fighting for my life and going hard and doing whatever. But I always try to do something new. Like I'm working ankle locks. I've been trying to get those down really hard because I got a I got a super fight next week and no gi. And unfortunately, my no gi isn't as good as my gi is. I like. I love arm bars and triangles and gi and overhead from gi. I love the overhead sweeps and overhead transitioning to the arm bar and all that. Mm-hmm. But I know gi, but the submission setups are so much more difficult. Yeah, it's so much more difficult, and so I've been trying to find my game and no gi and try to maybe because it's two different things in my opinion. Like no gi and gi are totally different sports. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For sure. yeah, like it's yeah. You can, you know, nogi stuff can go into gi. Some gi stuff can go to nogi. But in the end of the day, it's two completely different things. Yeah, it's two, di- it's two different sides, sets. man. Two different sides. And skill sets and all that. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you have to, you know, one one big, you know, one big thing when it comes to going gi versus no gi is yeah, your grips. Cause you don't have collars, you don't have lapels, you you know, uh-uh. you don't have that type of stuff you can grab on. So you just kind of have to, you know, work. You know, like you know, grabbing the wrist, grabbing the back of the arm, mm. grabbing mm. the neck, deviating the spine. It's a lot more to it, but it's a lot. It's a yeah, it's a big difference. Big big difference. It's a huge, and I I know this might be a little off topic, but competition um, is just something that came in my mind. Competition is a huge skill set too. Like, I I feel like training and getting good in jujitsu in the room, like in training and getting good at 
jujitsu and training at competitions are two completely different things. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when when I first started, like I'm like, oh, it'd be the same, right? And then I go out there, and the match felt like it was thirty seconds long, and I'm about to throw up because I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and I finally, I like, I realized this is something that it's another skill set you have to get good at. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because um, my yeah, our white one of our white belts is he's like he's he's been like on the fence about competing and stuff like that so he definitely he definitely he pushes hard every single time and he just be like so winded like we can get a good three minute round and he's like drenched in sweat and he's like <laughs> you know he's like about to kill over him and i'm just sitting there like you ready to go again he's like what the fuck man like, what? <laughs> what the hell like what yeah man yeah. come on come on i think everybody should compete at least once because because that's i learned so much from my first competition like what it really really is and it just it pushes you and all that and like it's a good way to test yourself and you always need to test yourself and push yourself and i don't think there's any better way than going out and just doing you know a local Fuji, AGF, grappling games, Naga. I don't know if there's like different ones out in Colorado. I, that's where you are, right? No, I'm in uh, Detroit, Michigan. No, oh, that's right, Detroit, Mexico. I don't know where I got Colorado from, but I don't know if there are any different ones from in Michigan or not. But usually around here, it's um, grappling games, Naga, AGF, and Fujis, and but I just think everybody should do at least one. Oh, yeah. Just why not? Why not? What the hell, right? What, well, like, what, what the hell, right? Like, I got my dad. I recently got my dad doing jujitsu, and oh, I, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been um, he watched me just for the whole like first year and a half, and like take and I can't be any more grateful to my dad. He's really what made me so good, and well, that's a selfish way it makes me as good as i am now at jujitsu he really i couldn't do any of this without him he's brought me all the way to kiss me florida for pans just so i lose my first round he's took (laughs) (laughs) i know right he drove drove 600 miles just to watch me get choked out in two seconds (laughs) my ass beat It's the same thing with New Orleans. He took me all the way to New Orleans for me to lose my first round. (laughs) 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 But at the end of the day, it's I don't know what it is, man. But he he takes me to these places, and he took me to Atlanta, and I actually got second. So there's one that's worth it. Um, but without him, I couldn't do any of this because he pushes me. Like he's the one that found this podcast, and and I really want to get my name out there somehow. And thank you for the opportunity for this. And but I recently got him doing jujitsu after for him watching me for like a year and a half, and I got him to do his first competition, and he's like. Five eight, and he went against a dude that was like six five and all that. And he was like, "Well, this is a great start to it." And he did great. He did great. Um, he he looked super technical, and he got second in gi, and he did no gi. And he was like me; he got tired after the first couple of matches, and it's just that adrenaline dump after that. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to but, talk to him. He didn't. He didn't tell me he was training. Uh, he, uh, he's weird about it. Like he's training. He's he's so good. He's so good. I've been telling him from the start how good he would be if he's trained. Because, like, he's just been watching and watching, and like, he's already given like blue belts and like people who are been training way longer than him trouble, and 
he's crazy good. He really is. But he he just wants to do it as a hobby. Just yeah. he does he does he just wants to just I guess grow a bond with me, which I absolutely love. I mean, and that's amazing, dude. That is so that is so amazing here. So amazing. It is. I love him so so much for everything. But unfortunately his shoulders are absolutely he has um tendonitis. Uh-huh. I, I could have absolutely butchered that. So unfortunately he's been having to take some time off and he's just getting back into it. But I love training with him. It's funny. He like <laughs> at competitions he'll and my professor does this too. Shout out to Randall. Like I'll be fighting somebody and they tell me to do a move and like, what are you doing, you clown? <laughs> They'll roast me in the middle of the match. And my dad will call me like a lightweight and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. He pushes he pushes me for sure. Out of everyone, he pushes me the most. Man, shout out to dad, man. Shout out shout to out dad. to dad for real. Yeah, because, like, you know, and I, I think it was a BJJ Fanatics group or one of the groups. And he messaged me quick, like, yeah, hey, yeah, no, my, my son trains and this, 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 and that. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, you know, if you, if he, he's only a blue belt, though. I'm like, sure, I'll talk to him. But yeah. I know he, he's always like, he's finding me all these opportunities. He always sends me stuff on Instagram and, you know, these all do all these tournaments. Like, he's the one that found the super fight for me, which, I'm super excited for this will be my second super fight I've ever done. But he and he's like, Hey, there's an IBJJF and whatever, wanna go? I'm like, Hell yeah, hell let's, do yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So he he's really the one that's made me grow more than I could ever imagine. That is awesome and I do do wish you the best of luck on your super fight, man. I would, um, I know, I know you're gonna post about it. Your dad's gonna post about it, man. But I would love to. Uh, can't wait to see see what you do, man. See what you do out there. I appreciate it. Man. I'm definitely, I definitely, uh, I definitely post as much jujitsu stuff to my Instagram as possible. Mm-hmm. I post like every competition I go to, and all that. Make sure. I just wanna, I just wanna grow as much as I can and get my name out there. Yeah, man, and you're you're definitely you're definitely um in the right direction to do so, man. And I, you know, I do wish for everything great to happen for you in your jujitsu career, man. Because you you definitely definitely do sound like you, this is this is something you want to do for the rest of your life, as we call them lifers. I'm a lifer for sure. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> you're definitely a lifer for sure, man. So yeah, I will definitely we'll we'll talk we'll definitely talk more. Um, even if we're not doing the podcast, we'll definitely uh, keep up, but. Yeah, um, unless there's any other questions you have for me, um, if you want to shout out your school and anything else, man, the floor is yours. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, first, thank you so, so, so much. I really appreciate this opportunity, and it was fun talking to you about all these things. And it was, you know, it's something new to do. I never thought I'd do a podcast about jujitsu. Um, shout out to Vigilance in Fairview, Tennessee. And my coach and professor Randall and Wes for teaching me every day and you know believing in me and all that. Shout out to my dad for help and my family and like my mom and all that for believing in me and you know just supporting me in every way possible. And my sponsor John at Griffiths Law, he's he's the one that helps me travel everywhere and. He also believes in me, which I can't, you know, it means the world to me. I love all these guys and, and everything they do for me. And I really, just really appreciate them. And thank you again for letting me do this podcast. Man, not a not a problem, man. It was very, very awesome uh, to get a chance to sit down and talk to you, man. Because I was out, you were probably one of the ones I was very eager to, uh, to talk to, thank, man. So thank it's, you, it's definitely my, my honor, my, uh, you know, and everything else to sit down and have this conversation with you. And I hope your podcast, you know, takes off. I think it's going to be super big in the future. I think, I don't know, I think you're doing a great job, in my opinion. I don't really know what to look for, but <laughs> you're an awesome person to talk to. Man, likewise, and thank you very much, man. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, sir. Yep. And uh, that's the end of today's episode. I would like to thank my guest, Bryce, for coming on the show. And uh, I really 
Hope you guys enjoyed our tales and experiences uh, that you heard today. Please go and follow our Facebook and Instagram pages to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been Talk Your Jits Podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding, and remember, long live jujitsu. Have a great day.